I just borrow your chair, huh? Okay. Ah, oh, Chinchai. No, no. I, I just want to put my Bible. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, you know, uh, thank you so much, huh, for allowing me this time to share some experiences with you uh, from Penang. You know, but before that, I want to thank you huh, uh, for taking care of my dearest brother. There are five of us, you know. And this is the first time that I'm talking to him, you know, in a church like that after 50 years. We were supposed to be baptised together in 1975. Uh, when we were, I was 15 years old, he was 16 years old. And then uh, my parents came to know about this and uh, stopped our baptism. We were from Kulim and we, we won't get baptised in Penang. But my parents who were non-believers uh, stopped us. The second time around, the second baptism, I churi churi go to Penang and baptize. Don't let Mama know, really. I, I wouldn't let. But by then, my brother has already left the church. And it has been 50 years since a few months ago. God is good, you know. I've been praying for you. And, and he called up this church. And he came to church. And he has been coming to church. And thank you, all of you, for taking care of him. You know, a person will not come back to a church if he doesn't feel welcome. Your church is not a good church if a person comes in and don't even feel that there are seven people. Statistics say that there are seven people. If he knows that there are at least seven people who wants him to be around, Irregardless of what Sabbath message you have or what remnant message you have, the person will not come back if your church does not have the warmth, the genuine warmth of fellowship, you know. Where you practice five W's that makes the church strong. The experience of God, you know, when you come in and you come to this powerful worship that you know that you're talking to God, you know. What an amazing worship I had this morning. Praise the Lord. I know that something will happen today because He is here. And I know He's here. You see? He's going to do something great in many people's life. Where is Padma? Yeah, Padma, my beloved friend, and John. You know. I'm so glad to see all of you. God is doing something great. If the church has warmth and it studies the Word and it has warmth and it exercises the works of the Holy Spirit, there's a genuine witness. People will come. And I would return your favour next time when my brother gets baptised in this church. Amen? Amen. I, I'm really praying for that. And one day I'll come down and see you get baptised, you know. And we can see Mama and Papa together again when Christ come again. My mom and dad who chased me out of the house when I got baptised, they, they were baptised too. <laughs> they were baptised in our church, you know. And, uh, and we will meet them again, you know. And I will wait for the day. And I will return kindness for kindness and invite you all to Penang for a durian feast. Huh? <laughs> I will give you quality durian, you know. Peter, you know, you're thinking, you'll get the best. You'll get Musang King, you know. The rest, you'll get just Kampong durian. <laughs> Alright? <laughs> but Peter, you have taken good care of my brother. I'm really thankful. Praise the Lord. Huh? Let me share some experience with you. I don't have much time. Huh? You know, John 10, 10 says that uh, I have come. Jesus has come. Jesus has come. That He has come that we may all have life and have abundant life. Jesus has come that it's not about the two young, young kids who just lost their father. Jesus does not come that, that our parents and us should suffer, you know. Uh, Jesus did not come that we may have uh, to, to, to go through a lot of things. But Jesus has come that we may have abundant life. Have life and have it abundantly. So we, we, we want to know what is this abundant life that God wants us all to have. 
God wants us to have. God wants me and you to have for the next last 10 years of our life. We have not much time left. We are old already, you know. We are going to die, many of us, you know. We are going to die already. So, so what, what, what does Jesus what does Jesus what does Jesus mean when he says that that both of us we are going to have the next 10 best years of our life? The next 10 years of our life will be abundant living, you know. So I I I want to 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 uh, relate to you some of the experience that I had or the things that I learned in Penang over the last 32 years. I've left many of you, you know. Uh, when I was here, for many of you who don't know me, before some of you were born, you know. 32 years ago, I, I left Kenneth and Angie, you know. Bye-bye, uh, you know. We were from the same church together. I'm going to Penang for a short while, for three years. But I've been there for 32 years and I'm not coming back. <laughs> and I said, I found my life there, you know. I found my, my life really there in Penang. It's, it's a good life, you know. Let, let, let me share with you uh, on uh, blessings, you know. Blessings, you know. The word... Uh, Abundant life equals a life of success. Don't stop at that. Plus significance. So if you will understand these two words or, or get to understand these two words, huh, I, I will really be glad. That abundant life is not only a life of receiving uh, blessings from God. How many of you have, are blessed by God? Everybody. Everybody is blessed. My we are blessed by God too, despite our severe poverty, our uh, illiteracy, you know, our hidden up upbringing. We were blessed. We were even having our blessing, even in Kulim, in a small little village that we grew up together. We are blessed. We may not have money, but we have the love of our parents. Amen? Yeah, yeah. We, we, we grew up together uh, uh, in a shed, you know. Uh, I have to sell ice cream and carry firewood. He is quite lazy. He doesn't do these kind of things. You know? But, uh, but we, we, are, we are together. But even despite this, God has blessed us abundantly. We have a great family together. Yeah? Uh, God compensated me. Uh, I'm short. Uh, big nose, small eyes. But God gave me a good head, you know? God is a good God, you know? So, so God has been blessing uh, all of us. So, so, you don't come to church and say that you, are, you don't have a blessed life, you know, that you have not received a blessing from God. No, I mean, I'm, <laughs> I have to tell you that it is a strange thing to come to church today and, and sing the songs and say that you have no, you have not, you're not blessed. You know. It's strange that you have not received a blessing. So I know, I assume everybody here knows that they are blessed. They have received the blessing of God. You are living part of a life of abundance. But are you living also a significant life? I, 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 last, last 10 years of our life, it's going to be the last 10 years, we're going to die already. Huh? <laughs> yeah. uh, we have lived a successful life, means that we have received blessings. Success is receiving blessings. But significant is have that blessing that God gave to you, that God created you for. Have you used it to bless another, to make a difference in another person's life? If you have not, if the blessings have all been stuck in this word success, then I think you have shot, you have shot changed yourself. You have cheated yourself already. Because the abundant life, the life of living it out, you know, the joy of living it out, that you have done it. I have lived the abundant life. Is when you have progressed from success to significance. That, that God will continue to bless you, to give you blessings, if He can let it flow through you. You are closing the door if your perception or if your understanding of blessing is just receiving blessings from God and not letting it out and let it make an impact 
on somebody's life. Now, what I'm trying to share with you, God is trying to teach to me continually, even now, even the last few months of my life. God is still teaching me in Penang. You know, an old man still trying to learn from God. You know what I do every day to learn from God? I try to sleep early at 9.30. Then at 4.30, I woke up and I go to the mountain, you know, in the darkness, all by myself. Then I talk to God, you know. And I talk to God like a schizophrenic, a bipolar person. <laughs> so luckily, nobody's around at 4.30. I talk to him. And he talks to me. Do you believe that? Test it out and see whether he talks to you back. And whatever you talk to him, you can get your answers very fast. God will talk to you if you walk with Him. He is real. Try the God that you have left 50 years ago. Huh? You talk to Him. Talk to Him in your own ways. And I grant you that He will honour me and He will talk to, you, talk to you back. And let Him show you and change your perspective about the blessing that you receive. Now, I have to go fast. I'm huh? sorry. Okay? My wife is there, you know, she always showed me the sign. Stop, 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 you know. Okay, I got to go fast because I, Chong Hei, you know, I, I talk a lot, you know, oh, I keep on. Okay, now let, let me read to you this uh, parable. Uh. I know that all of you know this parable, for, but for my brother's sake, uh, I don't know whether you know the parable. Uh. What is a parable? So, excuses, okay, maybe a private conversation, but. Just get some benefit from me, okay? This is my greatest sermon that I've preached. I've preached hundreds of times. This is one big sermon I, I'm scared of. First time, I'm teaching my brother what is a parable. A parable is a story that Jesus teach, okay? Now, a parable has historical accuracy. Long time ago, it was written 2,000 years ago. Jesus tell a story. But it has contemporary relevancy. Okay, huh? historical accuracy, written long ago, but the lesson is applicable to you today. Because what I want today for you to do, and for my nieces and my nephews out there, that, that this lesson that I'm talking about, blessings huh, and possessions and money, and your career, and all the things that you have, the principles that was written, historically, 2,000 years ago, has contemporary relevancy today, okay? Huh? So quickly, this is the parable, the story. Mama always tells us all kinds of stories. The Lily story of breaking the sticks and all this. Huh? She's trying to teach us a lesson, that's all. Alright? So Jesus is also trying to teach a lesson today. My God! My God is teaching you a lesson today. Huh? So you just listen carefully, okay? All right, my brother, five words, my beloved brother, my beloved brother. Huh? Jesus, the, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, okay? A man, Jewish man, Jesus, Jewish, okay? Jerusalem to Jericho. I've been to that place two times today, all right, down the road. Terrible place, huh? He was attacked by robbers. What did robber do? They stripped this businessman, his clothes, beat him up. Went away, leaving him half dead. Then a priest happened to pass by. Now, the priests are the church people of that time. They are the good people, you know. In a society, they hardly do anything wrong in public. Uh, then they, they, they happened to go down the road, and when he saw his fellow men, fellow men, he passed by. He saw, but he passed by. Now this, this half-dead man, he expected help from his fellow man, especially from a priest. Especially from a priest. But the priest didn't help. For whatever reason, the, the priest went by. Okay, then the next one, a Levite too. A Levite is also the, the helpers in the, in the temple, in the church, you know. Good people, you know. He also saw this man for his own reason. He saw, but he went, he didn't help. But then the third person, okay, the third person, triple, triple passed by, the third person is Samaritan. Now, Samaritan and the Jews, enemy. 
You call me dog, I call you animal, that's all. And if I got a chance, I wake you up, okay? Now, when the, the injured man saw the, 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 the Samaritan coming, no chance already. This guy is going to kill me off. But instead, instead the Samaritan uh, saw the man, he saw the man, he took pity. The word is compassion. He said, Ayo, Ayo, he's a human. Ayo, he's not a Seventh-day Adventist, never mind. He's a Pentecostal. Oh, never mind. When he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, he bandaged his, pouring oil and wine. Then he put the man on his donkey, you know. He walked the man to a hotel. Care for the man. Not enough. Because he had to go for further business, a Samaritan. He took out two, two more dinari. Big money at the time. Give to the innkeeper. Take care of him. When I return, I will give you some more. Let me, let me talk about perspective huh, on possessions, on blessings. So, you know, whatever your perspective on something uh, is how you do it. How you view it is how you do it. So if you view this money is oh, the God of my life, the most important thing in my life. Career, the most important thing in my life. Every day you wake up in the morning, you worship things. Right? So how you view, how you view Anything will make you how you do it. How you view it is how you do it. Alright? Just think of that, okay? Perspective, okay? Now, I, I want to take you on three perspectives of the money that you have, the career, the blessings. Ah, Kaiwo is here. My brother-in-law is here. Welcome, Zhou San. So is it correct? Huan Ying Ni. Brother-in-law. Okay, alright. Okay. They just came away. Alright. Now, now let, let me share with you three perspectives uh, that I want you to think about. Uh, and I'm sure it can help you uh, in running the next 10 years of life. How you can make the last next 10 years of our life uh, really powerful, okay? Meaningful and abundant. How we can live really powerfully, you know, just not just surviving, you know, but really the next 10 years of our life, how we can really live it out. Okay? Now the first perspective uh, about possessions uh, on what you have is what is yours is mine. I want to take it. Listen carefully, yeah. Uh. That's the robber's perspective. That's Najib and Rosma's perspective. Okay? Huh? What is yours is mine. Oh, take those of you who are not in politics, you know, Malaysian politics, you know, we have Najib and Rosma attitude is what is yours is mine. I want to take it. That's the attitude of the, the robbers, right? Or not? It's not his, but he wants it. Is any of you in that group? I don't think so. Lah, huh? I don't think you'll have. But be careful because when you were born, you know, you see a toddler, I see toddlers every day. I'm a pediatrician, so I, I've been taking care of children for many years, you know, 40 years already I've been a pediatrician. You know. So you look at children, three years old, four years old. So, you know, when they see something, uh, when is it? It looks good. It is mine. <laughs> You're playing, enjoying it. It is also mine. It looks like mine. Oh, it is also mine. What is yours is mine. But it's broken. Is yours. <laughs> so, hey, we are born with that nature. It's called a sinful nature. You know. We still have that, you know. I have that problem, you know, robbery. You know, when I see that, oh, wow, your church is so good, huh? I covered it. Or sometimes maybe you have a bigger house. I think I, I also want it. What is yours? It's my, I want to take it. But many of us are graduating out of that group. Lah. So, not very practical. Second group. Alright. Second group belongs to the priest and the Levite. What is mine is mine. 
I want to keep it. I want to keep it. I want to guard it. It is mine. Why did the priest not help the injured businessman who is their own? Maybe that he's so scared that that, that guy maybe got AIDS. He touched the blood. He's bloodied up. Maybe he can get AIDS. Maybe the robbers are still around hiding and he can get, he can kena. Or maybe even I got a schedule in, in Jericho. If there's anything that will inconvenience me, I'm not legally bound. There's no law to say I must help an injured man. Is there a law to say that? It's only the law of the heart. Is it only the law of Jesus? There's no legal law in the Torah to say that you, you must help the fellow. So what is mine is mine. I got to protect myself. He's always asking the invert question. If I were to help him, what will happen to me? It will inconvenience me. It, it, this attitude of what is mine is mine huh, is all of us. Huh? I am a chief. What is mine is mine. I work so hard for my house. Buy durian I want to eat. Why should I share it with you? Am I legally bound to give it to you, Peter? No, you come to my house. You come to my house. I'll let you see my house. Already. What for you want to come eat my durian? What is mine is mine. I earn it. I work hard for it. It's mine. I want to keep it. I want to keep it. And that is the problem. Why sometimes the church is not growing. And why we are not growing. You know? Because we always ask this question. You see. It is due to ignorance in our mind you know, about blessings the word. No? We, we are ignorant. We are actually like a child who doesn't understand uh, the word, where is, what, who is the source of this blessing. No? I don't have time. I want to share you this story. I had to share you this. My, my granddaughter and, and, uh, and the son, my son, Sky, is already 30, uh, 30 something years old. He came in, 36 years old, something like that. And, 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 and uh, we went to Johor Zoo and they were very thirsty and Sky went to queue up and and bought a, a packet of cut watermelon gift to the child. And he, she was enjoying it. I was looking at it, watching the elephants. And, son, and Sky saw my granddaughter Summer. Wow, so nice. Let me have one bite. And as he takes oh, the, the daughter, hold hand, hey, this is mine. <laughs> Daddy, you can't have it. This is mine. What goes on in my mind? The first thing is, this child is, I, I, I mean, I don't like to use the word stupid. This is my granddaughter. I love my granddaughter. But actually, if I were to say to my enemy, I'll say, you are stupid. You, you don't know that the watermelon comes from your dad. You think you, you have it yourself? Do you think the blessings of your life, the protection, your life, your family, your children, your career, your house, your ministry, you think they are yours? <laughs> we are like this Levi and the priest. What is mine? It's mine. It's mine. I want to keep it. I want to keep it. The daughter is ignorant. Fact one. He, she doesn't know that, that all the watermelon comes from her dad. Her dad is the source of all this watermelon, all these blessings. So if you think, and if I think, we are what we are. I have made it. Be careful. Because the second truth about this wrong concept is that you're ignorant. Is because if the father can give the watermelon, he can take away the watermelon back. If you have been protected by God all your life, like I have been blessed all my life, and I'm an ungrateful wretch to think that I'm having it all by myself. The giver of the blessings can withdraw the blessings. I can just go up and fall down and fracture my hip and get a pulmonary embolism and die. Simple. Simple. Right? The third fact that my granddaughter doesn't realise is that all the father wants, all the father longs for is to have some moments 
to spend with the daughter. He can buy the whole store if he wants. It's a hawker store only. My son can just, I buy all the watermelon in the store, everything. But he just wants to spend some time sharing that watermelon with my granddaughter. So, when the church asks for some money, for some work, don't be stupid to think that God needs your money, okay? Don't be stupid. I know I'm speaking Kampong language now. Uh. Use very strong words now. Please, Malaysians speak like that, okay? Singaporeans are more refined. But I can use the word, it's stupid. You don't be stupid, okay? The next word is, don't be ungrateful. Don't just be ungrateful, okay? The Father wants you to contribute. You know, the mission people are very happy. Huh? Johnny Kang will be happy. They ask you to pay tithe, you know, give offering. Yeah. But don't be stupid to think that God needs your money. Huh? I, I, I have gone through this so many times in Bible. And I'm not friends huh, who like Tim Maddox out in, in, in the jungle in Cambodia 30 years. Huh? He doesn't need to ask any more money from God. He's running how many churches? You ask Dr. Farm whether he can ask money from you. No? Dr. Farm can ask money from you. Dr. Farm, you know. Farm So Leong, the, the surgeon, no? he asked money from you. No? He knows he's God. He's God is the owner of the universe. He needs your poultry tips. No? Oh. <laughs> okay. So please, these three points, please, please, please don't be ignorant like my poor little granddaughter. Grow up. Don't just grow old, but grow up a bit. Grow up in your thinking. I'm trying to grow up too. So what I'm saying to you, I'm speaking to myself. If I say I'm you're stupid, then many times I'm stupid as well. Forgetting the source of the blessing, that he can take it back. And he just wants to spend time using the blessings that have blessed me so that many more people can be impacted through his blessings. Amen? Amen. So, forgive me, okay? Okay, the, th the third point, I'm finishing. I don't really. The third, <laughs> the third thing I want to tell you is this. Alright, the, the concept of, of the Samaritan. What is mine is yours. Correct. A higher level is what is mine is not mine. I want to manage it. I want to manage it. I want stewardship. I want to manage it. I want to manage it because I want to use that blessings to fulfill the purpose that God created me for. Jeremiah 1, 4 and 5, it says that before you were born, before I was born in Kulim, you were born, honey. God already knows the Bible says. I know you don't know this verse. Oh, it's from the book of Jeremiah, one of the words uh, written many years ago, you know, thousands of years ago. He said, before you were born, the word of God, doesn't, doesn't, the flowers may fade, the grass withers, but the word of God stands forever. Shua and my life, and my family life, sky and all this, we base our life, trying our best to be obedient to the words in the Bible. So Peter, can you teach my Bible, my brother, some words of the Bible? So, the Jeremiah said, before each of you was born, I already know you. Before you were formed, your mother's womb, I already know you. Wow, man, God knows me in cooling, man. A poor boy, nothing. And he chose me some more. He chose me. He chose me despite my abrasive way, you know, offending people many times, despite my selfishness kind of attitude. Despite my many failures in my life, many failures, you know, no, no big deal, I tell you, many failures in my life. God said, I chose you. I chose you for a purpose. I chose you not to make money only, not to receive blessings. I, I have quite a lot of money. Cannot compare to my brother-in-law who is very rich. <laughs> many of you are very rich. But I got more money than many of you, I tell you. Got money, okay? But, but God did not create me uh, or send me to Penang to make money. Yes, I make money there. Hey, I tell you, I can give you first class durian 
and first-class accommodation at my lost paradise resort. Okay. I got a hotel, yeah, yeah. But God did not send me uh, to do this. You know. That is not what God... The Bible says that God found me, chose me. He created me to be His prophet unto all the nations. You know. If your church doesn't know the purpose that you are created for, that this church was raised up for, or your life, or your family, that you were created for to represent this beautiful God of ours to the nations, I think you are in trouble. The attitude of the Samaritan was this. Very simple. He, he didn't ask the inward question, what will happen to me if I help the person? He asked, what will happen to him if I don't stop by and help him? What will happen to the people that when you saw at the roadside, you were supposed to help, but you didn't help? You thought next time. You thought, I, I, let me be better first. I'm supposed to help up in this Bible study. Or let me graduate first from theology school. Or let me be holier first before I can lead a praise and worship. I'm not holy enough. A good excuse is always the worst excuse. The man asked, what will happen to this guy? The guy will die. La. He's already up dead. Really. Die. Ma. Die. La. The second thing is, he asked the question, what will happen to him if I help? Oh, he'll be blessed. He will reach his potential. You know, the people that you help in Penang, the life that you have influenced, like those silly boys, like uh, Jeremy, Jeremy that she helped, is now a pastor. The Indian boy who's a, going to be doing surgery, you know, what's that? Jeevan, that always ran to her house when she's in Penang to escape my wife, because my wife go to my house, my wife will whack people to study, you see. And they go, they go to Auntie Padma's house, no working, chinchai, chinchai. Auntie Padma is a loving, loving lady. My wife sent to, sent to Auntie Melody's house, Yorkana, all the young people of the church. Sent to Padma's house, okay. That boy that, that you stopped by to help is now a surgeon helping the church in Sarawak. Yeah? So don't forget, don't trivialize all the great things God has done through your life. Alright? Nah? You just wake up, okay? <laughs> wake up. Wake up, my dear sister. I heard so much good things about you. Okay, the third question is your must ask. Let's say an opportunity comes and you decided to like the Levite, pass by. What is mine is mine. I'm not legally bound. That Samaritan asks, what will happen to me if I don't help? Slowly, I'm going to pass by more and more people who need me, who I was created for for that moment, I'm going to pass by. So your heart becomes callous. C-A-L-L-O-U-S-E-D. Heart, no, hardened. You become an indifferent person. You are a lousy church. You are a lousy church if you adopt the attitude. What is mine is mine. I want to keep it. Your heart will become careless. You will be a person who knows the religion, but who have no relationship with Jesus. Do you know Jesus? Or do you know church? Do you know God or do you know church? See? I grew up knowing church. But now I'm working at 4.30 in the morning trying to talk to God. Are you there? Seriously, I asked that question. Are you there? Are you listening to me? I need some guidance. What's going to happen to my life now? Don't disturb me. Oh, no, I didn't do that word. Don't disturb me. Lah. I said, God, could it be that I've served 32 years? Can you give me a break? Just give me a break. 
so that I can retire. Can you retire? Can you retire if you are a sincere, serving Christian? Is there such a word in your life? Retire from your loving God and serving men? Is there such a thing? I mean, I'm speaking to myself and asking God. I think my children are asking me to migrate to, to Melbourne and Australia. My kids are there, three of them. Spend time with my grandchildren, maybe. And we can't. My wife and I can't. We just can't go. We have so many people. They need us. I want to go. I, I work very hard. My wife and I, we can't go. What's going to happen? To many things. What's going to happen? Many things. I cannot let my heart grow calloused. Many years ago, my mother, let me conclude this story. Five more minutes, okay? I know they're stopping me. My wife's stopping me. <laughs> my wife, I'm scared of my wife. When you grow old, huh? you, the standard word for like house church is when you grow up and you grow old, you get become queen control. <laughs> queen control is the best thing to develop into. Everybody wants to be queen control. You, if queen control, you, if people say you are queen control in the house, huh, you are top already. You have mature spiritually already. Queen control. My wife is out there and I'm looking for her sign. Okay, hold on one, five minutes. When on the ninth day of Chinese New Year every day, every year, we Chinese, we pray to the God of heaven, Qigong, you know. Anybody from Taoist background? No? Taoist background, you don't, no? you holy people. Huh? We are idol worshippers. Eh? I, I am really good. So we use Qigong on, on the ninth day of Chinese New Year. We put the table and the shuriken uh, on, the, on the chair. And then my mother will ask for three gifts, three blessings from God. Number one, he always asked that Papa Bosi, you know, my father, uh, spoil himself, smoke and drink got lung cancer, vomiting blood, no. And she is the only breadwinner. No? And we are so poor already. And my mother is so scared that he will die. So ask us, please let my father have more years. The second blessing is that, please God, uh, pray to Qigong. Because she, she knows that I pray every day when I say I. I use a joystick. I pray to the God of heaven, the God of war, the God of the kitchen, the God of the ground, the wild God, the white, white lion God, white tiger God. Also, I pray. I know all this. I know how to use this. Bad horse in now. So I'm really good. He, my brother also lazy, never pray. <laughs> I am the one who pray. He never do this one. He always plays guitar and everything. I, I'm the one who pray. So God listens to my prayer, not to you, okay? Okay, alright. So the third prayer, the second prayer was, God, pray to God, give us a house. A house with, with brick wall, not planks and not zinc. Uh, and with cement floor, you know. And got tap water and all this stuff. So we pray, second, second prayer. Because we are so utterly deprived of no money totally. Uh. The third one, uh, he said, pray for me uh, to become what, you know? To become a postman. <laughs> hey, don't laugh, don't laugh, don't laugh. If you are a postman in Malaysia 50 years ago, huh, you ride that red bicycle. You know, the front of the bicycle got the big back of the male. You, know. you think, 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 huh, all the kampong children run out. I upebo, upebo. Got letter, not for me. You cycle around the, the kampong. You, so my mother. And you are a government servant. Government servant get pension for life. Pension for life. And you are a big shot in Kulim if you are a government servant. So my mother, oh, ask you to. It's already 50 years. Huh? My father outlived my mother. God answers. Qigong. Don't think that the, the God of the Angmoa is the only God. <laughs> we got the Chinese version of the heavenly God, okay? The Qigong. You know? 
we worship the God of heaven. You know. I think he was there. He was only there when I was a young boy, you know, in different forms. Only. Relax, okay, everybody? I'm not preaching out to pray to King Kong, okay? <laughs> Relax, okay? But I'm telling you that don't limit God by your, the brain of the size of an ant. You have the brain of the size of an ant, like me, like that. Don't try to limit my God who can appear in any form. He can come in any form to you He will talk to me throughout my life. When I was a small boy worshipping every kind of gods, he was already there. His eyes had moved to cool him and he had found me a job. I call you up for a purpose. I create you for a purpose. So, when I graduated with my brother, we managed to buy a house for my mother. So she stayed in that house before she died, six months. My mother got the house. The third thing for me to be a postman, no. But I'm a postman. Am I not a postman now? I go to everywhere. I go to Zambia. I go to Cambodia. I go to Pakistan. I now end up in Penang. 32 years. I also want to bring joy. I bring the real good letters. I go to people. I go to encourage them. I want to serve the purpose I was created to be for, to be a postman for God. I want to live it out. I want to live out this purpose. And there are three things that God tells me to do all the time. And it's the same purpose that God has created you to do. And if you found out that purpose, you are stupid. You have cheated yourself. We are not here just to make money. Yeah, we are here to receive blessings. The blessings is a channel. It's a way that you can go and lift out your purpose. And it is so clear. I know your purpose, no? Oh, this is a smart Dr. Chu who knows even the purpose of people he doesn't know. It's so simple. If you don't go out and surf and talk about Jesus, you have found your purpose, number one. The second purpose I know, I know, is to, to take care of those who have been baptized and disciple them. I, I know that is my purpose. I know that is your purpose too. You are to help to grow. Like Peter, you have to disciple my brother or else you follow your purpose and I will not give you your durian. <laughs> and the third purpose, you be clear of your church is to develop leaders. If you don't produce Bible teachers, if you don't produce worship leaders, if you don't produce leaders who can serve, you are stuck. Alright? So God has fulfilled my mother's three prayers. Not only has He given my father's life on earth extended, He has given my father's eternal life. My father believed in Jesus Christ. I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. He died. I'm going to meet him. My mother too. Huh? Not only did my... Like God said, I give a house. God gave us a beautiful home. But five brothers are so united. We take care of each other. Because my parents died early. My elder brother and I, we love our younger brothers. We sponsor them to study. Not only that, we are taking care of their children now. Each of us taking care. We are so united. We love each other. God not only gave my mother a, a, a brick house, He gave my mother a great family. Is He giving you a great church? Yeah? Yeah? How about your family? Yeah, is that a great blessing? And most of all, God let me live out. He promised me when I was a young boy, when, when you were playing the fool, Playing kites, my brother is very good at playing kites, playing tops, playing marbles. Making, he's very good at, at wiring and all these things. I'm cutting frogs at 10 years old in a kampong. How can a kampong boy ever got that dream? Unless God has come to cool him and come into my heart and plant that seed in my heart that I'm supposed to be a doctor. No, to be a missionary doctor. A hidden boy thinking, because I saw two pages in my history book 
Dr. David Livingstone and Dr. Albert Schweizer. I can still remember that page. It's always 50 years. I can still remember that page, two pages. My God is good. He knows and is trying to guide me. That's why I told you, my wife and I, we were supposed to go to Penang for three years to come back to do pediatric oncology. But we have been there 32 years. But I'm so scared, I haven't even told her yet that God is disturbing me again. You know, many people went to Singapore, went to Singapore from Singapore to Penang now because of that video that, that came out about, about her, right? The, the Belinda Lee or something like that. Belinda Sue. Belinda Lee, some, some, some Channel 8 thing. So many groups. Yesterday, one group went there and I spoke to them. He said that a, a Singapore girl uh, will move her husband to America or to Australia, but to retreat back to Kampong Penang, not likely. But she went with me. That is showing the sign again. Okay, I'm going already. But, but what if God calls me in obedience that I'm supposed to go to Sabah to live the next 10 years of my life? To give up the last part of our life, the best part of our life, because we are now the most experienced, we have the resources, and we know what to do. It sounds scary, right? Huh? But would you let God express the abundant life in you, that you live a life not of success only. God wants us all to be successful. He wants to bless us. But He said, don't forget that you are blessed to be a blessing to all the nations, like what He contract, a contract with Abraham. You are a selfish man if you think that what is yours is yours. What is mine is mine and you want to keep it. I pray you upgrade yourself. And those of you, you know, who are going through a lot, those who think that your life is over, you know, it's over already, the Lord promised me that all the years I've fouled up, He will restore to me the years I've lost to the canker worm, to the palmer worm, and to the locust. He's going to make the last 10 years of my life the best, most powerful years of my life. Not that I'm going to have another hotel. Or, <laughs> uh, he is going to make me able to love more people in the next 10 years than I've loved in 60 years of my life. God is going to make my life that my later years will be greater than my former years. Amen? So those of you who are thinking you're retiring, no retirement. No retirement. Use the blessing of God. Make a difference. I want to make a difference. I pray that you will too. And if each of you will, will rise from the perspective of what God has blessed you, from what is yours is mine, to what is mine is mine, to what is mine is not mine. But God it is yours. Let me manage it for the purpose you have created me for. Thank you all for listening to this. Huh? I pray that uh, take care of my brother properly, you know, that the next trip I come down will be before his baptism. Amen? Amen. Pastor, Amen. since I'm older than you, I don't know you, but I can still say, take care of my brother, okay? <laughs> Baptize him, alright? <laughs> Baptize him that you can join this wonderful family and give up your beautiful worship. I enjoy worshipping. I was connecting with our God. Thank you all. God bless you.
Okay, let's all rise and we'll sing a closing song. The trumpet of the Lord will come and there will be no more And the morning earth's return, all bright and fair When the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder, when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. On that bright and cloudless morning, when the dead in Christ shall rise, and the glory of His resurrection share. When His chosen ones shall gather to their home beyond the skies, and the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. When the roll is called up yonder, 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 I'll be there. Let us labor for the master, for the dawn's on setting sun. Let us talk of all his wondrous love and care. Then when all of life is over and our work on earth is done And the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder When the roll is called up yonder when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. God, yes, you have honoured us, Lord. And honour them, Lord, all those who need a special help from you. Somebody here who needs an extra hand. Oh God, you have come to honour that. Bless us as we leave this place. Refresh. Let us take another step closer to your calling, O oh God, to the purpose of why we did not die, why we are still alive, Lord, is to live that purpose you created us for and you have blessed us for. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.